What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, and I am excited to be bringing you this conversation. We have had so many awesome, fun content breakdowns over the past several weeks. They've been great. We've been learning so much from the brands who are fueling the knowledge inside of the juice. This time, we're taking a step back, bringing Jonathan on. We have been talking internally about product messaging and positioning and going to market and all of these fun topics. And I figured, you know what, let's take this conversation from the inside of the juice and let's share it with the community. So I got Jonathan on the pod. We're going to be talking about product positioning, the challenges, how we're collectively overcoming them. And I hope hope you learned something. If you like what we're doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend that you are enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am here with Jonathan, we've been doing a bunch of content breakdowns. We've got so much happening uh, behind the scenes at the Juice regarding product. Uh, we actually just got out of a product meeting, which for anyone out there who is a uh, part of a startup and you're trying to like make it happen and build something just amazing, there's like it's it's hard. Like there's so many different functions, there's so many different ideas, competing priorities and agendas. And I like, we're certainly going through that at the juice and we're, we're like, I, I love what we're building and what we're delivering. And I love working with a team that's just full of ideas and motivation. But like when it, the topic today is going to be about like product messaging, product marketing, and just how that changes. But Jonathan, I feel like we're, we're like, you know, we're, we're, we've blown past the year mark. We're in that like next phase as a business where we're really like, trying to identify ourselves, which is kind of where the, the product messaging comes in. But yeah, it's, it's hard, is it? it? It's not easy. And you're, you're the guy that's like trying to bring everything together. I, I think just from the top, like you get feedback from everyone. Like how do, you, how do you manage and facilitate that feedback into something productive that pushes us forward? A very understanding and patient and smart and beautiful wife uh, is very important. Um, she is, uh, in all seriousness, like I think like having a, a support system that allows you to talk things out sometimes is really good. It's challenging, you know, I, we even say it with the team, if, if it were easy, somebody would have already done it and this isn't easy and no one's done it yet. So uh, we're taking it on. We're going to figure it out. There's, there's days where it's easy and feels great and feels completely inevitable that this is going to be a massive success. There are days where it feels completely impossible uh, and honestly, not many days in between. So uh, it's just part of the startup journey. But uh, the good thing is we've surrounded ourselves with good people and a good team, people who have open, direct, difficult conversations and can go, you know, enjoy a drink at the end of the day or enjoy a meal or uh, walk over at lunch, even though we just had a, a difficult conversation. It's uh, it's all about the people and uh, there's good people both in the business and then I think surrounding yourself with good people and your support system. <laughs> I don't know how you would do this without those people. I, I love that answer. Uh, your, your loved ones and your having a support sy- system outside of work is, is critical. And I, I mean, I, I come downstairs and after I'm done being the marketer at the juice, I'm, I'm dad until my wife gets home and, you know, she comes home and then it's, it's always the look like she, I can tell how her day went by the look. She can tell how my day went. And then you ask the question and that's where, you know, typically if the day didn't go so well, it's kind of like unloading and your, 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 your better half kind of listens to it all and then provides feedback and, uh, I, I can just piggyback off of your response, having that, especially 
at the startup stage where we're all trying to run hundred miles an hour is, is critical. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a, uh, I am somebody that probably wears their emotion on their sleeve to a fault uh, and you're exactly right on the look. And I think it is a challenge sometimes even then like at work, making sure that either you, if people, other people can feel those emotions, you're very transparent and open and honest about it as opposed to bottling it up, which I'm also sometimes guilty of. Um, and I think it's also uh, just like the self-awareness to know that you, you do that is uh, very, very critical. I think self-awareness is a huge skill that probably doesn't get talked about enough. We can do a whole new, we can do a whole nother episode on, on uh, self-awareness and like certainly like emotion on the sleeve. I've had a personal journey professionally through that. But we'll, we'll table that for another time. Let's talk about product messaging. So when I, I joined, and I've been having a lot of these like conversations recently about like, yeah, I joined the Juice and I was employee number two or three. Elaine and I can flip a coin on that one. Um, but, you know, joining the, the business before we even had a product built. And I think one of the unique things for me going through the, you know, interview process with you and meeting other members of the team along the way was just this idea that, we are building something that is servicing two sides. You've got a membership of people that are coming on the platform to discover content. And we're also building a product for brands and creators that are there to distribute their content to these members. So with that, I thought, man, like I've never thought about working at a company that like communicated to two audiences. And sometimes those audiences overlap. I think explaining that all it, it does complicate like messaging a little bit. Like, and I think we've kind of put a bandaid on like, all right, let's talk about things this way for like the first six months. And then we realize, well, maybe we should change that. I say all that because it's really difficult and whether you're, you're servicing multiple uh, personas or different industries, or maybe just one, like at this early stage, trying to communicate a message that's going to resonate with that side is, is really difficult. And I think we're at a place at the juice that's working through that and dealing with that now. So I guess I'm going to toss it to you by saying like, you knew what you were signing up for as the, <laughs> the founder of this business and the person that was going to help lead us build this product with different sides. Like, did you think that the messaging and the, 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 the product marketing going or being a wrapper around it was going to be this challenging or did you know it going into it? No, you big dummy. I didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like that's what I want to tell myself. Um, you know, I, I knew it would have a, some unique wrinkles, uh, you, you know, in, in the very early days, you're so you're excited about the vision before you're even figuring out how you're going to monetize it. And so that, that vision has always been exciting and made extremely good sense. Great sense. I think like everything we do is curated for us, except for professional resources. Like that is pretty straightforward. Now when you get into uh, how do you do that in a way that is um, aligned with not only your personal ethos, but what you own the business's ethos to be, then how do you make money while you do that? That's when you start to get into some of the uh, challenges. And so there is, it's almost cathartic at times when if people don't understand like just B2B SaaS, it's almost like a lost cause to try to explain our business model to them. But if they understand like B2B SaaS and then, and then you have to explain to them the marketplace concept and sometimes you can get them lost in that. Um, I've even come across recently, we sometimes say Spotify for B2B resources and that confuses people because our monetization model is way different. So that is sometimes less helpful than it is more helpful. So uh, if they get B2B SaaS, then 
you you can still lose them explaining our bottle, uh, our um, our business model. Then uh, I think there's there's this like subset that is like they really understand like marketplaces or software marketplaces or network effect products. When, when I personally, I'm speaking for myself here, I guess, when you run across somebody who gets it right off the bat, it is like cathartic because then you can just talk about the vision and the strategy. Uh, but sometimes it does take a lot of time to get to that point. We were nominated, which was great for uh, startup of the year in Indiana. In Indiana, uh, we were one of the, I think, seven or eight finalists, uh, which is really cool. We'll find out later this month if we are the startup of the year in Indiana or not. But uh, the final judge judging panel was, uh, it, it's for all startups, not just SaaS or software startups. And the, the final panel was not, I would say, um, software savvy, maybe even not technology savvy. And boy, it just took so long to explain what's B2B content. Why does it matter? Like, And then you have to explain who you make money on, who it's free for, who those individuals are. Um, it, it is complex business. But again, if if it weren't, somebody would have already done it. And uh, to me, the challenges are many, but the that's what makes it exciting. I like problem solving. Uh, there's If you like problem solving, start a business. So the, the communication of the what your product does, I know you've been at every level through every audience, whether it's been trying to fundraise for the business, uh, whether it's trying to sell to a specific customer, whether it's like writing communicating, like, what are you going to send in your email? Like, what are you going to write on LinkedIn? Like all of those things factor and they like target specific people. And do you like, I know at the early stage of where we're at, you're just trying to like kind of throw it up at the wall and see, see what sticks. But at this stage, after being through it for, you know, over a year coming up on two years for you, do you feel like you would maybe try to figure out first, what are the, what is the audience type that, my message just at the highest level would resonate with like B2B SaaS and like all those qualifiers, like go after those companies that, you know, or those, you know, VC firms that kind of hit those qualifiers or do you, or would you kind of just keep it as is and just say like, this was a good learning experience and has helped kind of me refine the message along the way. So I don't know if this is going to answer your question and please push back on me if it doesn't. But I, I think like even before we, we've talked about like what the product does. And I, I think like it's complex for us to explain what the product does for two different audiences already. But then I think even higher level than that, we've talked a lot about first, you have to understand the pain point for each audience. Like what is the like pain and how do we get each of our two audiences and brands and individual content consumers and there's even a few more audiences within those groups to understand like very visceral pain. They're pain points that we solve. And then we can explain why we do that. And then we can explain what we do to help them solve that pain point, right? So there's, you know, if we're looking at a matrix, that's like a four by four matrix of pain points, whys, what's, features, product messaging, marketing. Um, there's a lot there, but I think uh, the, the, I hope it's not a cliche, but one of the things that we have said around the business often is how do we turn our product into a painkiller and not just a vitamin? And that makes it sound like there are shortcomings in our product. And it's really not like, I think our product in its current state could be a painkiller. I think, I think we just have to figure out like how to do that and then how to articulate that to our audience, uh, which is the challenge that is product marketing. I, I personally love product marketing. I've spent some time in product marketing, um, but and it, it's really 
difficult. And I think sometimes is a overlooked portion of the marketing team. For sure. It is overlooked. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that pain right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am crying a little bit, but I think one of the, the places that I think you mentioned like the, a little bit of confusion on the Spotify analogy, just based on the monetization. I think one of the things like ever since I've been using this when, I, before I get on a intro call for a podcast, explaining to people what I do, when I say that we are a content discovery and distribution platform, and, and I'm able to anchor down off of the words, discover and distribution it like i feel like i'm cutting through so many different layers that i used to have to try to like uh duh, duh, like dance around and so i don't know how you feel but the more i communicate discover regarding the membership and the people who are coming on our platform to learn and distribute to the brands and creators who want to share their content grow a following uh, build that uh brand recognition like i feel like i'm cutting through a lot of noise that was previously there. What's your feedback on that? Have you had similar, different experiences? I'd love to know. Yeah. Even when we, in the very early days, when we were talking about naming the business, we, we uh, rooted on those two words and probably to a fault. And this is my fault, got away from those words a little bit. Then once the product was being built, we started talking about all the other cool shit we were doing. And it's like, we didn't get back to the root, right? The why, the what, and we were talking about, we were feature selling. But I agree with you, Disco, dis, uh, like we talked about words like Disco, Distro and uh, naming the business. And we've even now, present day, we just recently built those two behaviors into our onboarding. We ask every person who signs up for a platform, are you interested in discovering content, distributing content, or you can obviously check both. Now, I think at some point we're going to talk about challenges. We're not doing anything with that data yet. Uh, we've got to figure that out. But it, it was shocking to me, 45% of the people signing up over since we launched that are saying they're interested in distributing content. And here we just thought everyone coming to our platform was interested in discovering content. So we, we've got some catch up uh, to play there. But I, I like, even though we're not do, doing anything with that data yet, I like that it already during onboarding sets the expectation that that is what our platform does. You have come here to sign up to either discover content or distribute content. And we're now just, you know, that is the center of our universe. So uh, it's really good. It, it's a very simple way to talk to both sides of our audience. I think that is one of the most important updates we've had from a product perspective, even though it's just like a check the box for me as, you know, and everyone gets these updates in the community and everyone takes it and applies it to their role. And that's what we do just as a, a team that's growing. And when that update happened, it, it was a light bulb moment for me where it was like, okay, I'm saying these things in the market and it's cutting through noise that used to be there. Now we've updated this in our platform. Now as the brand and content guy, all I keep thinking about is, okay, how can we start those two macro themes at the top and anchor down off of them based on the content that we're designing? Because this is the segue into my next topic. We've got gaps everywhere. <laughs> it's like a classic startup. If it were perfect, then we'd probably be just not working very hard, but it's not. It's really hard. And I think one of the gaps, and you alluded to it earlier, is just like, you know, it's it's product marketing. Like we've spent a lot of time building brand and we've been a lot of time getting people to like think and good things about us when they see us and learn from us, which is like, I would never have done it any different. However, now we're at the stage where we really need to start thinking about, okay, how do we take this brand content and 
also connect it back to what our product can do for those audiences. So gap, yes, resources are a thing, but like for me, it's like that moment and that update was validation for me that we need to go run faster and harder to help solve a current gap that I would consider myself responsible for within the, within the organization. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, we're learning, right? Like I think, like I said, the quick thing we could do is get that into onboarding. Now, how do we talk about it in content? You know, another shortcoming. And again, there's lots of them at this stage. I think there's supposed to be, I don't know, tell me if there's not, but you know, you check, discover, distribute content during onboarding, and then you open up our platform. That's like the last you ever hear of it, right? Like there, there's no, like, there's nothing built yet. We're now working on these things that if you check distribute content, well, should the platform look slightly different? Should we call out, this is where you go to distribute content. If you said discover content, should we ask you when you hit the platform, what are you interested in discovering today? Like uh, there, there's very simple things like that, that we're just, you know, you got to crawl before you ball and uh, we're going to grow our way into some of those things, but you're right. Uh, I think it's getting alignment internally and then building it into everything we do, whether content and marketing product design, uh, messaging, sales conversations, prospecting, all of those things, um, all about alignment. We're making ourselves, we're making ourselves a little vulnerable on this conversation, but I think honesty is important. And also too, just hearing you say that it, it really like makes me take for granted all of those like incredible product experiences that we have that we don't even think about. Like we sign up for this new app and then all of a sudden we are not only using it, but we're getting alerts and we're doing it every day. And I know you and I are both fans and it's a, of, of this. And I just recently became a subscriber, but a, a comp we have just as sports fans is the athletic. And just in terms of like their onboarding experience, the content you get and how it's delivered. And I just think about like what all went into that. And it was probably a ton of these types of conversations, um, but they landed on something that like, I need to go look at and I need to go consume every day and I refresh and I'm waiting for new content that are, are from and about my teams. And I think if you're able to do that with whatever you're building, um, you're going to have something that people will never leave. Yeah. And it goes back to our conversation at the start of this, this podcast a little bit is like the, the vision for what we're doing makes all the sense in the world. You mentioned the athletic, we talk about Spotify, Netflix, Apple news, the application of our technology is not novel. I think when people do log into our platform, like it's pretty straightforward. It, it acts like any other curation platform that they've engaged with knowing they've engaged with one. It's, it's the software behind that, that is so powerful of being able to pull in a hundred thousand resources and aggregate them and organize them in a way that makes sense. And then we can layer onto that and filter that and share data from that. That's what's really cool. So like uh, it's encouraging that there are consumer products out there like the athletic that make it very easy. We're, we're on the track there. They got a head start. And even uh, when I talk to Eric, our CTO a little bit, I'll often, anytime I'm looking for design inspiration, you know, how should these search results look or something like that? I'll often go to, I'll be like, oh, well, Spotify doesn't like this. And that's pretty simple and straightforward. And he's often quick to remind me how many engineers Spotify has versus the juice has. Um, so there's, you know, expectation managing, um, I think that's uh, really critical at this stage and uh, balancing, you know, moving fast and prioritizing the right things. And there's challenges all along the way, but, you know, we, we are fortunate. We've got those North stars out there that we can work towards. I love it. It's you always need kind of the brains behind the operation to remind you that of what kind of uh, what kind of resource allocation and how many it takes to actually do the simple stuff, you know? 
Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it is crazy. Uh, you're right. You know, we probably take for granted all the onboarding experiences or first time user experiences. Like there's a lot of times probably a product marketer, uh, or a product manager behind those that has worked really hard for a really long time on those. No doubt. So let's close it out with this. We, 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 we started from the top where it was just like, we came in hot talking about just challenges and like tough conversations. I think every day, whether it's us or any other business in our space, or, you know, even have been around a lot longer, they're facing business challenges and they're trying to, you know, I'm going to drop in the buzzword here, build alignment and try to work together as a team to unify around common goals. I guess like it can be product specific. It can be product messaging, marketing specific, any way you want to take this, but like challenges that we're working through as a team, like, like once, once something comes up, there's a hot topic, like in your mindset, like what's your best way for us to move forward towards solving that or attacking that in a way that's not only going to be beneficial to us as a team, but also the customers that we serve and the members that are using our platform. I'm going to go two ways with this question. One, I think we, I think we do a pretty good job of goal setting. We call them rocks and then reporting on those weekly with our team. So I think, you know, one, that is our filter that we send priorities through, right? Like with, what rock is this project or this fire that we want to put out moving forward? If it's none of them, then I think it's worth reevaluating. Should we be doing this? Why are we doing this? Are our rocks right? Are our rocks wrong? And like, this actually is a priority, but that rock actually isn't a priority. That's a really good way for us to root conversation. Then behind that, we also have a scorecard that's built off those rocks. So that's the like data-driven element of it, right? Like what, what metric is this uh, project going to move forward that we can show success on? And I, again, I think we do a pretty good job on that. I would argue maybe even sometimes to a fault, we try to, and that's always been a weakness of mine. I was a data analyst early in my career and that, that still sticks with me of uh, measuring. I like to measure everything, but I've gotten better at it, but uh, maybe sometimes to a fault still try to turn everything into a metric, but we do a good job as a team on that. So I think like, and I mentioned this, it might've even been on the podcast uh, previously, but I think sometimes when people say they're data driven, like what they associate with that is like a very rigid structure where everything is a number and like all that matters is quantity. But I think being data driven actually gives you flexibility to, if you're hitting your, your numbers, there's all sorts of flexibility in how you do that. I don't care if you work 20 hours, 30 hours, 50 hours, or I don't care how you get there. But if you're hitting those data uh, points, like we can be flexible in how we do it. And uh, that's something that I just think like sometimes gets misconstrued. The other thing I'll say that is um, maybe just personally, like something I always think about is that it's a very classic, like two by two matrix of urgency and importance. You know, I think the things that you really want to run to fires and put out are the things that are urgent and important. I think something can be urgent and not important. Um, you want to, you know, get rid of those. I think something can be not urgent and important. Those are your good long-term projects. And then obviously the things that are neither urgent nor important. Um, those are the things that, you know, maybe you sleep on and you wake up and you realize, okay, that was important yesterday. But now that I think about it, like, it doesn't make any sense. Let's kill it. Let's keep focusing on what we're focused on. That's always just been kind of a personal uh, framework that I've worked through. So you, 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 you stole it from me because I was the, the part about going to sleep and waking up the next morning. That is a hack that I've learned over time. You get heated in these conversations. People get emotional. It's like, sit on it. Don't like overreact, sit on it, wake up in the morning. It ever 10 times out of 10, your head is more clear. 
and you're better directed and guided to make the right move or decision internally, whether it's regarding product customers, the sales opportunity, you name it. Like it's without fail, the best hack I've ever learned. And listen, it's B2B software. All right. Like, (laughs) let's not kid ourselves. Like, uh, you know, there are more noble pursuits than B2B MarTech, uh, B2B software. I I love what we're doing and I think we can have a really big impact with it and give back to the community that we live, work and play in, but nothing's worth like, you know, uprooting your relationships or anything like that. So I think it's about keeping it in perspective. Even I was traveling last week in my, my out of office, I'm always a little passive aggressive. I say, if it's an emergency, feel free to like text or call me. Here's my phone number. As a reminder, very little is actually an emergency in B2B software. So just, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, like step back. I think you're right. Sleep on it and uh, maybe take a, uh, a, a big picture perspective on what it is we're accomplishing. It's, it's okay to complain to your, your, your wife or your husband about your voice not getting heard on the next latest product design one day, but don't go doing it every day he or she comes home because that, that won't lead to a happy and productive marriage. So no. pick and choose your spots. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like pick and choose your spots with your teammates. Right. Like, I, like, again, it's, it's software, like have that direct conversation with the teammate. Like it's not personal. We're just like, we're working on the same thing here. So hey, take some time, take deep breaths and figure it out. Trying to bring you real conversations in real time of what's happening here at the juice. Happy. We could share some of that with, with you. I'm sure if you're at a stage like us, you're dealing with the same stuff. If you are, we'd love to hear from you. Get at us. As always, you can find us on Twitter. The accounts are always in the show notes. So if you have something to say or want to tell us something like give us a shout, Jonathan, thank you for going through this with me. Appreciate the time. Anytime, Brett. Thank you. Hopefully that gave you a little peek behind the curtain at the juice and what is going on in our heads. That was a fun conversation. It is good to get in the weeds and share it out publicly sometimes. Hopefully you all have a good start to your week. We will be back on Friday with more Modern Day Marketer. Stay tuned and thanks for listening.